0: the death of Christ and so we're going chronologically through it Uh, the first two stories we've heard in the death of Christ narrative was from Luke and now we skip over to move over to John's uh, accounting of the of the gospel and John 19 23 through 27 we will see in fact that God makes beautiful things Uh, he he takes pain that we experience like Philip's uh, experience and like we'll see Mary experiences and he does beautiful things with that and he cares. So tonight we're going to see a word of affection from God from through Christ on the cross. So here, um, verse 23 through 27 tonight with me. When When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and divided them into four parts. One part for each soldier. Also his tunic. But the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. So they said to one another, let's not tear it but cast lots for it to see who's it was, who it shall be. They're going to gamble for it. This was to fulfill the Scripture which says, "...they divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots." The soldiers did these things. But standing by the cross of Jesus was His mother and His mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. They're all named Mary. When Jesus saw His mother and the disciple whom He loved standing nearby... He said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her to his own home. Amen. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Um, so we've got, we, we got a, few, um, a few verses of context here. Of, of where they're, they're gambling for His garments, and there's a few things that happen between this text and where we are now. But, but the central part of it is that Mary is there looking at her son, crucified. And John, I'm going to make the case, is brought her there. Uh, and, and in that, he's going to see the ugliness, or she's going to see the ugliness of this world and the ugliness in her own heart. And Jesus is going to care for that. So this is Mary. Um, I think I printed on your outline um, yeah, uh, a, little, a little passage from Luke 2. And this really brings the whole story of the Gospel together. Uh, We've got to look at the beginning of the Gospel to the end here. If you look at Luke 2 along with me, read this. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to his mother, Mary, behold, this child is, an, is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed And a sword will pierce through your own soul also, Mary, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. So, that's not a very happy prophecy from Simeon, that your heart will be pierced alongside of Jesus, your son. And so, we often, I know I've asked this question of, does anyone care? Does Jesus care? Um, you know, I, my, my kids and I sing the song, Jesus Loves Me, This I Know, For the Bible Tells Me So. Uh, and th- that's how we get Lily, our, our 18-month-old, to sort of lay her head down and, and go to sleep. We've, we sing that little song to her before we put her to bed. Jesus Loves Me, This I Know, For the Bible Tells Me So. But I, I almost want to ask, give me more, please, than just the Bible tells me that. Because I look at my life and I often wonder, does God really care? Does anybody care? Does Jesus care? And, and this Mary who knows God and knows his prophet, knows Jesus, it's her son. What's said about her is that your soul will be pierced. Your soul is going to be in agony, in anguish, in heartache. You're going to struggle. We're pierced by this world, and even by God. And we've got sorrow and trouble from the beginning. Um, you know, I, I've talked to just a few freshmen this semester and, and uh, that have dealt with awful things the first three weeks of school. And, and one of them shared with me some counsel she received, which is college is your first no. You're going to get your first no. You maybe got yeses your whole life. But college, you're going to get your first no. Maybe you've got no's before you got to college. Maybe this isn't your first place you want to be. You get no's as far as what friend group you can hang out with, um, or you know, you're going to get no's. Uh, it's when we grow up, we we'll get these 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 strikes against us. And God doesn't seem to be making things easy for you uh, here, maybe, and He doesn't seem to be making things easy for me. He didn't make things easy for Mary either. And so, let's just think about Mary just for a second. If anybody had the right to be angry, she ought to be. Look, um, she was pregnant and unmarried, a huge, you know, huge problem in her day. She had to lay her newborn in a manger. Um, God didn't seem to be making things easy. Um, actually, a ruler named Herod was trying to kill her son, the miracle baby Jesus, actually trying to kill the baby. Um, she, had, she then, so because of that, she had to leave and go to a foreign country, Egypt, for a few years. Um, and now after all that sacrifice, inconvenience, and heartache, Jesus, her son, is before her eyes, despised, crucified, stripped naked, and mocked, and rejected by men, by his own people. And her heart is pierced. Her heart is absolutely pierced. You see the ugliness in the world there. And so she's in the background throughout the whole gospel, from, from Jesus' birth until now. The last time you really see her play a big role is when Jesus is 12, and she has a husband there, Joseph. And you never hear from Joseph again. So apparently she's a widow now. She's at the cross alone and seeing her, her um, son crucified. So think about that. Um, the, the, like the brow, you know, up here, I mean, she used to, you know, surely rub his head, pierced with thorns. Um, she, she couldn't help him. Hands she used to hold pierced. Um, she couldn't give him any relief. Feeling in her heart ripped apart. And crowds are mocking him, thieves are taunting him, priests are jeering at him, soldiers are indifferent to his plight. He's bleeding and he's dying, and there is his mother right there. And how did she stand there? How did she do that? Jesus' mother right there, Mary. Uh, the perfect man is there and he and so this is happening. Well, I wanna I wanna I wanna argue that um, that she got that's no it's no coincidence that she's there seeing this because before she was there she wasn't there that makes a lot of sense doesn't it before she was there she wasn't there so John okay John wrote this John um, wrote uh, he was told the story about how the soldiers were gambling for the garments right and last week if you're here last week you saw that there's another thing that happened between that story and this story the thing that happened bef- between that was these thieves were jeering at Jesus. And then, and then one of the thieves uh, repented and started believing in Jesus and asked for forgiveness. And Jesus said, today you'll have salvation. And so John doesn't include that in his gospel. It's curious. You know, he was there before. He has this exact same thing that Luke talked about, which was the gambling for the garments. And Jesus said, you know, Father, forgive them for they know what they do. It's there. But then there's this part that's missing. And I ask, why is it missing? Well, I think what, the reason it's missing is because Jesus went, or John, Went to go get Mary and bring her here, and this is where it picks up. Jesus sees Mary, and he begins to speak again. This is the third thing he says on the cross. In the six hours he's crucified, he only said seven things, so they're very important when he says them. The first was, uh, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do," talking about sinners uh, who they're mocking him. Secondly, today salvation has come to your house. Today you'll be with me in paradise salvation is promised. And then third, he says this, which is bolded on your sheet, Woman, behold your son, and to John the beloved disciple, will make the case, is that behold your mother. So he takes his widowed mother and he provides for her. And so he's gonna show her right here, he he, he makes he makes it that where she's able to come there and see this, which is awful. Like she see she sees what we talked about before. Her son hanging on a cross, rejected by the world, absolutely abandoned. Uh, John was the only disciple who was even anywhere near this. Jesus' closest friends have abandoned him, and John's there, and he brings Mary to see this. You need to be here. And so he brings her along to sort of grieve and see what's happening. Well, that happens, and then so Mary has to look at this, and Mary knows exactly what's happening. Jesus is paying for his, um, uh, are paying for the sins of the world, and that includes her. And so she's, re- she's having two soul-piercing revelations here, and those are the things that are where, where I say our souls are pierced, uh, on your handout. number one, is that our soul, the piercing of our souls are from the ugliness of the world that we experience and from the ugliness within. We see that if, if we're like Mary, we see that Jesus, her son had to do this for her. He had to bear the weight of God's wrath on her sin for her because she needed this. It was her that put Jesus on the cross. Every single person who's a sinner put Jesus on the cross. This is what's ne- necessary for salvation to happen. And so I've got, I've got, to, I've got to hold those two things together. Those, I mean, the world is bad, but this is actually a good thing. God's loving me by, by Jesus doing this. Jesus is loving me. And so... He wants her to see that. Jesus lovingly cares for her soul by letting her see that. By doing this. He's behind the scenes. Now, How of you all seen that show, House of Cards? Anybody? Anybody not heard of it or seen it? Frank Underwood is the main character. Majority whip in the Senate when it starts, or the House of Representatives, actually. And, and he, he, the, the whole show, I'm not going to spoil anything for you if you haven't seen it, but the whole show is about him manipulating people and bringing things together for him to increase in power and to hurt other people. He's the absolute devil. I mean, Frank Underwood, um, Walter White's another one, if you've seen Breaking Bad, who gets away with everything and can manipulate things to work for him. But we love those sort of shows because it's like, my theory is that we love those shows because it's so complex and the things work out. that It's it's almost like a divine hand is guiding it to to these things to, to happen. I mean, Walter White, It is unfathomable how all these things could have happened. Frank Underwood, he's playing nine moves ahead chess with everybody else in the world, and he's winning. Um, It's as if he has somebody on his side gathering together. Well, so the next thing here is how how Jesus lovingly cares for our souls. Jesus is actually behind the scenes working. Uh, He is absolutely involved in every single detail of your life to get things there. And so John left that cross and goes to get Mary so she could see these things. And this is how it would happen for her, to pierce her heart. He's moving behind the scenes. John goes to her and brings her here. And then before her eyes, he shows us this. And so so, so when we wonder, you know, hey, how, how, is, how is God caring about me? It is very hard to see things we can't see. We can't see behind the scenes God's really working all these things for good. Okay, we can't see that God's really working all these things for His glory and our good. Because those things are imperceptible to us. We don't know God's will in that, in that regard. We know, we can kind of have this idea that He's for us, but we can't see exactly how He's making it work. When you pray for something, when you're in the, the, the depths of woe and you're praying, uh, when you, when you, you know, feel terrible and you pray for something you've got to have, there may be you know 5,000 things that need to happen for that prayer to get answered. And God sets out working those things for your good. And it's in his time that those things happen. God works things out for your good behind the scenes, pulling the strings and making it work. God's for you. And God was for Mary. He brought her to this. But right before our eyes and her eyes, he gives her this gift. I mean, so so Jesus, his head's up the whole time and he's being crucified, and then he speaks and says, Behold your son. Or behold, behold your son, behold, thy mother. Uh, to John, his beloved disciple. John's returned, he'd wandered away, he's back. And then Jesus here, caring for his mother, caring for her, he hasn't made things easy for her, but he's taking care of her and providing John to take her away uh, to his house and care for her. And he goes on. And then it goes on. So um, so you might wonder, you might be scheduled like, okay, so okay, so Jesus certainly cared about his mother. He cared about his mother greatly, but how, do I, how can I trust that He cares about me? What, you know, what, what I wrote on this right in front of your eyes here is I want to say how Jesus lovingly cares for our souls. And you might want to be like, well, how? Jesus, I've never seen Jesus. I've never, I've never seen Him do anything personally for me that I could taste, see, touch, nothing like that. It's all this Jesus in the Bible stuff. Like I'm saying, Jesus is moving the pieces in play to care for those whom he loves. He brought Mary here to do this for her. John had to sort of feel like, oh, I've got to go and get her and bring her here. The things were in play to get her there so Jesus from the cross could could provide for her and provide for her needs through his disciple that he loved. There's all those intricately uh, woven together steps that have to happen that are imperceivable to our eyes. The, the short answer is, to how can you know Jesus loves you, is expressed, it's, this love is expressed in a very strange way. Um, you, you think people are going to take care of you, your family might take care of you, but, but what's happening here is somebody not related to Mary is going to take care of her the rest of her life and give his life up for her. Jesus takes care of you through the church, through somebody who you are not related to You're connected to these people, and these people will walk into your life and take care of you. That's how Jesus takes care of you. Jesus takes care of every one of us through individuals connected to Him that we don't even expect. Because they've been touched by the love of God through the cross. They've seen the death is for them. They've seen, these people that are in the church have seen, that the world is ugly. It's so ugly that Jesus had to die on a cross for it but God's love for us is so great that Jesus died on the cross for me because I'm part of that. And so we've got to hold those things together that the problem is both outside of us and it's inside of us. The problem is the very thing that put Jesus there on the cross, but I can't escape that and sit there and judge that and say the world's messed up because I'm messed up too. The church cares for the, for the church. Jesus directly instructs the beloved widow and His mother that to His dis- beloved disciple, John, that He will care for her just as if He were or she were His own mother. And so there's a familial con- connection there. We-, we are family in Christ. If we're in Him, with we- all the boundaries, racial, national, classes, any kind of boundary is broken and we all stand before Jesus' cross with our own souls pierced by a spear. We, we are all leveled by the cross. The cross brings everybody together. We're leveled by a spear. We've seen it. We've seen our souls uh, broken. We've seen people broken. And what, what the cross does is it changes our hearts so that we can be those who will reach out to others who are, who are in need. Uh, the cross is the beginning of the rolling back of death. And one way we die or one way we lose is through being abandoned. It's through being, uh, or having our souls lonely and cursed and broken. And, 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 within, and in need. And this is the beginning of the, of the meeting of needs through people Jesus commissioned. Now you won't always have this sort of like uh, direct line from God like that John had. John had direct messages from Jesus. Okay, Mary is yours now to care for. And Mary, you're going to be cared for by John. But you have this commission to care for others. Right there on the cross, Jesus is making preparations for people who are in need. And that's our call. If we, if we are connected to Jesus, if we are united to Him and are trusting in Him by faith, that's our call. And so you might be thinking, well, hey, I'm new to this. I'm hearing it for the first time. Um, I'm not exactly sure what I believe about it. But wouldn't it be wonderful if it's true? I mean, ask that question. Wouldn't this be absolutely wonderful if it is true? And I would ask you to, 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 to pray to Jesus to make it true to you. And to, and to even send somebody you trust to tell you about it. Uh, that, that, and that would be a prayer that I would believe God would answer. Uh, he, does the, he does it right here. He sends somebody because he cares for Mary, his mother. He gives somebody for her. Uh, and he's moving the pieces. And he's vividly before her eyes showing he loves her with his voice. And he's telling her, I do care for you. Even when I'm in, I, I mean, like, this is mom. I know we have a lot of mom drama. Okay, everyone does. This is a real person. Mary is not superwoman. She is not an alien. She was hard to deal with, I'm sure. It's Mary, just like your mom. And so, look, Jesus is caring for this woman who could have probably been a nuisance to him his whole life, nagging him his whole life, and, not, and, and just he loves her. And, and, it's, and it's an absolutely amazing thing to see that. And he does that for you too. We are a nuisance to him just like Mary. Um, we are absolutely in debt to Him with our uh, sins and how we are annoying, and Jesus sends people because He loves us to help us, and He's sending you to help other people. I believe that tonight, and I believe that He's He's done that for me. Uh, my wife and I moved to Oklahoma to see the gospel and the knowledge of Christ transform the campus of OU and affect you guys so you could be leaders in the church and beyond and, and, and impact your neighborhoods and uh, places you work, and all that sort of thing. So I'll, tell, I'll, I'll ask you that I'll, we'll close with this and remind you that on the back of your handout, page 5, I, you know, there's uh, additional questions to go through if you want to say this more. I encourage you to get together with uh, several people this week and and talk more about this, this word that Jesus spoke to his mother and to his disciple and how he speaks it to you and what God might want to do uh, through you here at OU. Uh, so, um, let's uh, we'll pray. I'll pray, and then if there's any questions, I'll, I'll entertain those. Let's pray. Our Father in Heaven, You're good to us. You're great. You're kind to us. Uh, in this text, we see Your kindness uh, very vividly portrayed. Uh, we're unworthy of it. We're unworthy of You speaking to us. And not only speaking to us, but giving us grace and giving us uh, mercy, caring for us tangibly. And we can all think of those ways which we didn't maybe didn't have enough money and you provided uh, sort of a strange way. Or, or maybe we had, um, we were in need of uh, just something and you've provided it. We, we can all kind of think about stories of, of where things came sort of un, unexpectedly. But you had been working and had a plan for that from the very foundation of the world. And, and, you, and you pour out blessings upon us uh, day to day because you do love us. And so we look back to the cross and see that, how you died for our sins, to rescue us from ourselves and from the world, we pray that you would make us um, to believe this and to to be those who would um, be those who meet others' needs, and we will give you glory in Christ. name we pray, Amen.